0: It's one thing to be and, and embrace you know a, a cavalier attitude to labeling or you know skirting the edges of, of, of IP and trademark infringement that sort of thing to, to create your funky um, brand label or you know whatever it might be but when we start getting cavalier about the the, the physical quality of the of the product I think yeah've we've, we've gone way too far and and it must be stamped out. Radio Brews News is proudly presented by Cryer Malt. With over 25 years in the field, Cryer Malt are dedicated to providing the finest brewing ingredients to help brewers create the foundations of a truly excellent beer. They are your premium brewing partner and they are also proud sponsors of this. And this is Brews News Week, our regular wrap-up of all that is made news in beer this week. I'm your host, Pete Mitchum, and joining me to take a good hard look at the news, the views and the issues are the founder and editor of Australian Brews News and a man who I believe is free to leave his home and all places or businesses at any time he so wishes, <laughs> At Kierkegaard, and ace reporter and senior journalist who can go shopping in a veritable nirvana in which shelves are fully stocked and poo tickets are never rationed, Claire Boom Boom Burnett. G'day, guys. <laughs>
1: hey, Pete.
0: Here I was, because I wrote that, obviously, you know, last week, yeah. um, five days ago, <laughs> when it seemed that the biggest news that we would be talking about this week would be um, a, another snap lockdown down here in uh, Danganistan, but... um <laughs> Normally, I guess I'd um, do a Facebook post to let everybody know. Of, um,
1: not anymore. But uh, what's, what's no, the deal?
0: Apparently, there is no news.
2: And I'm not saying that there's no
0: industry news. There is no, no we, do news. Did we shoot ourselves in the foot by no, Because I, I, I know we are technically a news uh website that's that's kind of our our gig isn't it but um should we was it too easy for zuckerberg to to spot us uh, first thing look for anything that's got news in the title
1: well, well <laughs> no you list uh, yourself Australian as, as news, a news day yeah. yeah. it,
2: it, it's not just that oh, okay. you know like we, we are a news um website like it, it says you, you can categorize yourself you know just like podcast can be a food podcast or podcast can be you know
0: radio Bruce oh news. so we could we so oh, sorry, we Bruce news if we'd, if we'd listed ourselves as a uh, food product information distribution website rather than news, would that have. Because beers, sure. you know, categorised Face- as a Facebook food product. knows isn't
1: it. all, I would say that they Well, I mean. Can look at our posting history and things like that and be it, like. There'll be an
2: yeah, al- algorithm driving it. So, um, you know, they will just sort of look at all of the websites that have set up as news websites because, you know, like that canonisation, oh, yeah, that canonical, that listing. Um, helps people find your site. And so if people are looking for news, I'd, I would imagine, not being a computer programmer, I'm sure a lot of our um, programming uh, listeners would be able to confirm or deny this, but, uh, you know, if you list as a news website, then that's the way your news, your content will be categorised um, by, you know, Search terms and by people's interests and how it's served up to them, and we're a we're a news site. Um, a couple of people have already commented to say that um, you know, Crafty Pint is still um, available, but I think they're a society and culture website, not news. And yeah, you know, well. I mean, it, it's... It,
1: but it's how you categorise yourself. It's how you character,
2: characterize yeah. yourself. But it was, it was interesting So do we have to
0: reprint all of our T-shirts now, Matt, and change them to noise, not news? <laughs>
2: <laughs> no. We, well, that's Dude. the thing. We're, we're, we're news. Like, yeah, yeah. We, we, that we is, have to accept it. We, yeah, we'll, we'll just sort of wear it. Yeah, and, yeah, cop that, sucker bird. Oh, I give it. Mate, <laughs> honestly, like, I couldn't really... Oh, well, you know, like, I'll wait and I see what yeah. the impact is on us. But, you know, I remember seven, eight years ago when... Uh, Facebook changed its algorithm, and we always use that. You know, posted content there um, because our approach has always been put content where people want to engage with it. But our email, um, our daily email, has always been our um, uh, our main thing because uh, that's where we, we started um, our website and the the email because that's where people opt in. Are
0: people more likely to engage? Look, are they more likely to see something on social media but engage with it um, through email? And I'm talking about, I guess, Matt, us specifically in terms of, um, you know, brewing professionals and, and people in the industry or prosumers or people with a genuine interest in it, yeah. um, whereas perhaps if you just want to find out, you know, where's a good beer bar, will you go to – Will you you know, you'll ask the question on, on the fast book.
2: Oh, no, I, I get a lot of my news from Facebook, you know, just scrolling through and because – um, you know, I've, I've curated my feed. So my, my Facebook feed, apart from, you know, friends and what they share, um, is pretty much content that, that I want. And I'd imagine that industry people are the same. But I've always seen our email as being the most direct way where we, you know, it, it's essentially if people want us, they get us. You know, anyone who subscribes to our, our email gets it and then they decide whether they open the content or not. Whereas Facebook... Yep that when they changed their algorithm, just because you followed a site didn't mean that you got served that content.
1: Well, they've shot themselves in the foot as well because in recent years they changed the algorithm to focus on content that people have shared themselves of their family, updates mm. and things like that, rather than news anyway. So we've kind of been at a disadvantage unless we sponsor stuff all the time, which we've obviously never, we oh, don't. I, I think, yeah, I so, always say never,
2: but I... I, I Think we've probably spent fifty dollars on yeah. sponsored posts in I don't two think, years. Yeah, I was going to say <laughs> we, I we just remember don't do it. it when I've been here. It. It yeah, exactly. May, maybe if to. somebody who's got a featured event or something like that yeah. you know, need uh, is yeah. struggling need to, to fill to, it, we'll put yeah. some money behind that, and that's our money, not theirs. We don't have that sort of uh, arrangement. So, you know, look, it's. I mean, I, I guess it's big news in a in a sense, but you know, like when I woke up this morning, and and read about it, it just wasn't. Uh, you know, it, it wasn't a thing because yeah, our nice email time. has always been the direct relationship. And like our often open rate for our newsletter is, I don't know where I'm giving away secrets here, but like <laughs> it's almost 70%. Um, for something that goes yeah. out three times a week. And I don't know about you guys, but my email these days is, my, you know, my in, email inbox because I get so many emails. If you waste my time there, you're gone. Yeah. You know, I just unsubscribe, 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 yeah. unsubscribe. Whereas, you know, I'll, I'll wade through endless amounts of shit in my Facebook feed just for the gold that I actually want to engage with.
1: And isn't that interesting as well? I always found social media engagement to be quite shallow in that respect in that you just go, Mm. oh, that's interesting, like it, or put a reaction or whatever. The amount of times I actually click on something and read it all the way to the bottom, maybe I'm just admitting that I've got really short (laughs) (laughs) clips. But (laughs) I I just wouldn't do it. I wouldn't do it on Facebook. Facebook's not my usual news. You know, news
2: just for a bit of inside baseball or inside Bruce News. I mean, that's one of the reasons why, like, our newsletter – I don't know. Do you remember, Pete? Um, if you go back, probably it was when James was working with us. Now, he said we need to stop doing this, and I fought it for a while before I finally did it. We used to publish the full text of all of our um, – <laughs> Stories in in the email because I figured that if you want to and you know just the headlines at the top and so you could click on it so it was it would take
0: you to the story rather than driving people to the the website website,
2: because traffic was you know web traffic was never a metric that we ever you know it was we don't even have an ad sales guy it's always people going we like what you do how do we get on it and that's the sort of engagement that Bruce News is always concentrated on Um, and it's always about people that want our content will seek it out as opposed to trying to push it out to more people who have a very low level of engagement in fact even before this um zuckerberg stuff happened our email an hour after you subscribe to our email you get uh, a, a, an email confirming your subscription but basically saying are you sure you want to do this um because we don't want you know like people who just have a passing in who've read one story and go oh this is the sort of stuff that i want odds are it's not the content that they want and they don't want it you know two three four times a week in their email so when they subscribe we actually say mate are you sure that this is what you're after because you know we don't want to waste your time and that's how our value is on engagement not on um you know big numbers because you know we, we write for an industry there are as we've discovered about 500 breweries and you know maybe about 700 brewing businesses in the country. Um, if you're reaching six, seven thousand people um, you know through through your email, you're pretty much reaching the entire industry. Um, so you don't need uh, you know any more than that is just you know bonus vanity. <laughs> yeah, well it, it, yeah you, you're not it, like if, if um, cry malt uh, that we, we've, we do have consumer listeners who are listening to this, Cryomalt sponsors this because we reach the industry. Um, and, you know, if you're a consumer who doesn't buy malt, you're not really, you know... Not the
1: target audience, oh, really. And <laughs> And we love the
2: engagement that we get from consumers. We're not sort of saying, don't listen, but that's the thing. You know, we curate our feed and we create the news that we cover... Uh, so we're not wasting. And look, most
0: most of our listeners anyway have got to listen back to maybe three times to work out where which bits were the ads anyway. So oh, smooth, so, <laughs> so
1: smooth, aren't you <laughs> <me>? Exactly. So <laughs> well, finally, they made,
0: Look
2: again, ready to give rallying's a free kick. Um, you know the the number of brewers I've spoken to, the guy you know who actually ask us questions because whilst it's an ad and they're you know they're selling a product, it's a product that they don't really understand and don't know, and that's one of the things we've done with Brewery Pro. Um, you know, our, our, because we treasure our email audience so much, we don't want to put sponsored content in news, which is what most people do. They try and find an angle about, you know, the two mates who started the, the, the brewery or something like that. We want yeah, our But news it's just news. an ad for, yeah. It, it's, it's basically Shags, sponsored content. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, you yeah. know, like the number of people who send us media releases and when we write back and stuff, say, look, you know, no one cares that you're the 322nd brewer in Australia to put your beer in cans, you know. That's no longer news. That is a product promotion. And they go, oh, you know, it was run on another site. And we go, well, that's that's great. Um, (laughs) For them. (laughs) Yeah, that's great for them. But that's also, you know, consumer content. So it's something which is why I'm explaining it now because it's, you know, our industry listeners probably get that instinctively. Um, But, you know, so yeah, Facebook, good luck. I'm sure we're going to be back. Yeah, you know, there's going to be when you sort of see the backlash and how relevant Facebook is going to become because of this. Um, they yeah, think just before we move into forward. the news,
0: Matt, is it geographically specific? So, well, I've still thinking- got access to our.
1: I do, page. but we thought maybe because is that because of where we're admins, though. No, no, no I've gone to view as visitor and all that kind of stuff. We okay. thought maybe because she's not a real Australian. I'm a, foreigner. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a foreigner.
0: Well, no, that's what I was going to say. I'm, I'm just I'm conscious of protecting, um, you know, the, uh, the the gains. You know, the territorial gains that we've made in places like uh, Chile and Venezuela.
1: Well. I know. We're picking Japan. I've always
2: I've always wanted to say So can they can they still get
0: our can they still get our Facebook stuff? Is it just Australians? I don't
1: think that internationally any Australian content any content published in Australia can be seen by anyone. That's what I understood, but that might not be right.
2: So I'm just reading our Facebook group, um, and Queensland Health has been banned during a (gasps) pandemic.
1: Oh, no.
2: (laughs) That's amazing. Someone's going to be pissed.
0: Okay, yeah. But anyway, you'll get your news here, and you'll get it right now. We cross live (laughs) to the Australian Bruce News Media Centre for a wrap of the stories making news this week in beer. And, Claire, we begin uh, with a story that's not just a free hit for those playing uh, Bruce News buzzword bingo, uh, but it's also a double bunger.
1: It is indeed. Um, So at the end of last week just after the podcast, actually, uh, BrewDog announced... Well, it finished its uh, equity crowdfunding campaign to... Described by
0: one uh, commentator as limped across the line, was it, Matt? (laughs) Limped across the line.
1: Yeah, I didn't want to, like... Later
2: they they hit, they hit bit,
0: their target. hit their
2: target. I understand why you're saying that. What, we've, re- Having crept past its yes. target. Yeah.
1: Anyway, uh, so BrewDog finished its uh, equity crowdfunding and it was a little bit lacklustre, so they've decided to extend it uh, to the 31st of March, I believe, and also extend to New Zealand, where they are planning to open a bar as well. Um, I assume just a bar not a brewery like the brisbane site so yeah interesting on the brew dog front um we sort of had our eye on it the whole time and assume, assumed it was going a little bit uh less impressively than the other the their other uh, crowdfundings have gone so. How, how
0: much of that, though, do you guys reckon is, uh, you know, people have uh, just uh, tightly puckered sphincter in terms of, you know, it, it, is my job safe? Is there going to be another snap lockdown? Am I going to have to close yeah. my business? Uh, discretionary spending uh, or is it a little from column A, a little from column B, column B being oh, mate, is there a little bit of fatigue over crowdfunding?
1: I think there might be a bit more not dislike of BrewDog, that's not fair, but maybe just not quite an understanding of where BrewDog sits in the Australian market. You know, how is it relevant to us? Why would we put our hard-earned money behind it? Um, you know, it hasn't been there that long. I think there's a lot of um, maybe bitterness about the Queensland funding that they got.
0: Is it, is it maybe not seen as, as local and the whole mm. focus during uh, the COVID
1: yeah, all you, it, of these it, things. I th- I think personally support local. To it. Yeah, yeah, a little bit of everything on that front. So we'll see. Well, we wish them
2: well. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, just on that, you, you you did pick up that point about limped across. You know, when you write a story like that, like you don't want to have a crack at anyone or anything like that. But at the same time, it was a very very slow. You know, it was a when you look at. I mean, even Endeavour that is struggling. Raised half a million dollars in a shorter period of time, um, you know uh, Dainton got more um, black you, Ops, you, you, you yeah. look yeah black hops um, you know all of those things, and when you consider that the th- as we said when they launched the three hundred thousand dollar figure that they reach when they 're looking for ten million, three hundred thousand dollars you know w- w- when you 're doing an equity crowdfund because they all rely on hype um, or you know. Traction um, and excitement and, you know, I don't want to miss out, which is just good marketing. It's not a criticism. Um, You set a lower limit that you, you know, I would imagine you hope to smash really quickly because that then propels you and says, oh, wow, look, you know, we've sold our $300,000. we have passed our minimum, you know, jump on board and it creates that perception of risk that you might miss out as a lot of people did with, you know, say Black Ops. Um, And yet it was you know, probably a good five or six weeks. Admittedly, it was over Christmas, maybe that may have not been a good time. But when you look at the questions that are being posted on the um, on-market site, you know, asking when you're going to list, you know, when's the IPO, you know, um, and people are actually looking at this or assessing this as an investment, Mm -hmm. the brand doesn't have the strength here that it maybe has in other um, jurisdictions. Um, But then also, there was, and, uh, you know, I, I've had to, to to see this. I've had to regularly go back to the Facebook site. I wonder if Brewdog's still on Facebook. <laughs> um, but uh, you know, I've had to keep going back to the site and just to, to to sort of see what people are saying while you know fairly freshly after it's been said, because they have been hiding a lot of the negative comments. You know, you, you you'll go to the Facebook page and there'll be you'll see that there are seventy or eighty comments um, listed, and you'll click on see all of the comments. But there'll only be like 25 or 30 that you can actually see, which, you know, it, it, I don't know whether it's a glitch in Facebook's, um, you know, mechanism or whether it's a transparency thing.
0: But does so does you, it not count if, if you just tag me, for example, but don't actually make a comment? No, no, no. no well, that, that that's that's
2: counted as a comment. Um,
0: right. Or that's counted, yeah. And
2: that's pretty much all of the ones that are left. As you know, where people tag their friends or people sort of say anything, anything that's negative or anything, you know, that comments about the money they've received from the the Queensland government seems to be being dismissed. Or if it's ads, they're running fresh ads um, that don't have no comments attached, so they're not just boosting the same ad. So, you know, when you're looking at when Brewdog, their marketing currency is hype and you know media attention. They don't spend a lot of money on billboards until recently, and you know their big thing for a long time was well, we don't advertise, we don't do, you know, we, we don't spend money, we don't have that sort of. And they rely so heavily on their hijinks and you know media hooks for their coverage. Then you know when they do have something like this that does fail, you need to use words. You know, you, you know, you need to point out that it has been disappointingly slow, and it's not a go. It's not a go at them. But it's just, you know, a a fairly truthful statement. Assessment. Yeah, Mm. because they they, they would be very, I'd imagine they would be. And, uh, you know, it's very surprising they haven't done better.
0: Yeah. Um, Now, speaking of uh, not doing better, or are we doing better? Claire, (laughs) divided views on um, COVID alcohol sales.
1: Yes, that's the one. Um, Our favourites, fair, if you need a... You need your bingo (laughs) sheet, yeah? FAIR, the Foundation for Alcohol Research and Education, and Retail Drinks Australia, which represents the interests of bottle shops, are at loggerheads uh, once again. Uh, (laughs) Retail Drinks said that the anti-alcohol organisation was cherry-picking its results when FAIR announced last week that um, basically they looked at some ABS statistics and said everybody drank more during lockdown. We've had this discussion before. Um, They basically claimed that um, alcohol marketing and online deliveries and the alcohol industry's predatory instincts, which I thought was an extremely loaded phrase, uh, was behind this, obviously discounting any on-premise statistics, which have shown previously by In another study by someone who used to write for Drink Tank, which is a fair mouthpiece, this academic was just like, actually, yeah, when you look at the statistics for on and off premise, there's no way we've offset drinking at home with um, what we would normally drink in a venue. So this is another little... um, (laughs) another little battle between these two um and it's just i can't believe it's still ongoing to be honest we've had so many actual statistics based reports on this rather than self reported studies which we've obviously spoken about for um, <laughs> you know we and can say anything highlight. we can say yeah, whatever it, we want don't,
0: yeah don't don't ever try to appease the mob because mm. the, the mob by its very essence can never be satiated so exactly. if they're going to make up You know, cherry pick results to to prove their point, Mm -hmm. um, whilst (laughs) defeating their own point. Then you you can't you can't argue with that.
1: But it always drives me mad because you think fair. What you want is for people to drink less. People are actually drinking less. Why aren't you celebrating that? Why aren't you taking that? Well, not only that,
0: but Claire, (laughs) as our next story uh, indicates, uh, not only are we drinking less, but we're drinking less and lower alcohol?
1: We are indeed. Um, So the Asahi Group, Japan, obviously Japan based uh, they announced their uh, full years for 2020 which is the first year that they fully had um, Carlton United in the crew. Basically they were really bullish revenues have gone down, operating profits are down, as you'd expect. Um, They took a hit on the alcohol, on soft drinks and things like that that they do in Europe and Japan. um, Quite a bit of, but What was notable for me was that um, they were focusing on lower alcohol and they've actually gone and put themselves a target, a sales volume ratio of 2% for products with an ABV of 3.5% or lower by 2025, which is great, I think. Why not? Let's get some more lower alcohol things out there. If we can encourage lower alcohol beverages and a group like Asahi has backed this um, in Australia, why not? Sounds good to me.
0: Yes, exactly. Okay. Mighty Craft. Which are they? Almost part of um, Bruce News buzzword bingo. <laughs> they they have been.
1: They, they've they been, had, busy. been busy. They've been, they
0: been, been busy. They've been real busy. Yeah. So they've uh, renegotiated their Spark deal.
1: They have. So um, I think in 2019, I believe uh, they acquired a stake in Spark um, in South Australia. Now they've renegotiated the deal, and so. They can eventually, they haven't actually at the minute, but they've given themselves the option to take an equity stake of 61%. They did the same thing with Slipstream, which is opening their new brew pub, or I believe did last week, or it could be this Friday. Um, Anyway, they um, have taken over more of Slipstream and more of Jetty Road. But I mean, I spoke to Mark Hazeman a few weeks ago, I believe when they announced the Slipstream. Um, acquiring a bit more of Slipstream. And he was like, we are perfectly happy to just take a little bit more, that's fine, um, and to invest in the business, but we still want the founders to be involved, which um, hopefully we see uh, continued in future with Mighty Craft.
0: Mm. And just for those listeners, Claire, who may not know where that Slipstream um, brew pub was,
1: where what suburb was that in? <laughs> are you trying to take the account out me? Because you know I can't say it. Um, I can do this one. You're wrong, Pilly. There you
0: go. How was that, Matt? Is that all right? Is that all right? Mm-hmm. You're pili. Very well.
1: Is that okay? Good, nice
0: one. They used to do a Yerong Pilly pills, didn't they? Did they? Or do uh, they still Yeronga do? Yeronga pills. Yeronga, it was pills, Yeronga was it? pills. Yeah, so uh, oh, okay. Yeronga
2: and Yerong Pilly.
0: Uh, and was it it a, a cracker.
1: Any good yet? Oh,
0: okay. okay. I see. That's confusing. Nice one. It's um. It's almost sobering. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and funny you say Where? that, Pete.
0: <laughs> see what I did there?
1: Um, Sober, the uh, non alcoholic beverages uh, company based on the Gold Coast, uh, they've announced that they are planning a major investment round. They're looking at $5 million, which is whopping. Um, and does we, Matt and I had a discussion. We were just like, that values them quite a lot of money. Um, it's almost million. Depending on how much they're wanting to divest. So it could be around 40%, we reckon, um, given that they want to take a, maintain a majority stake of 51% and they've already got rid of at least 8%. Um, so that values them a lot of money and not saying that they aren't a great brand and everything like that, but considering they don't have bricks and mortar yet. Interesting. However, they have also invested in a um, small-scale tunnel pasteurizer, So they've bought that themselves and that's sitting at um, the Pickled Pig Brewery uh, in Tweed Heads. So I think they are genuinely like going for this and they really want to progress it and have their own... Uh, space. A, I think they called it a spiritual home, which everyone loves. Um, I think Cage Roads used the same exact term um, when talking about uh, a shed in Perth. Uh, but good on them.
0: And I'd be keen if, if our uh, listeners still had their voice and, and were able to send us their thoughts. <laughs> I suppose they can still email us, can't they? Um,
1: a, 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 a non-alcoholic is the sober... bar. Yeah. Interesting. So yeah, that's
0: that's obviously their brand. So it's not going to yeah. be, well, we'll have sober, but then we'll also have alcoholic I no well. alcohol set. bar called a milk bar. Is there a yeah. milk bar? Is
1: is milk there? bar. I thought that was or just a where you got milk A dairy. Shakes.
2: Well, actually, no, milkshakes is where you get um, hazy IPAs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> okay. yeah. So, yeah, don't don't put Sorry. milk bar because <laughs> all the <laughs> <milk laughs> boys will come running. Hey, quick, let's, let's trademark that before this podcast <laughs> goes out. The milk
0: bar. <laughs> the milk bar. My hazy gosh, milk milkshake it. IPA brings all the boys to the yard.
1: Oh, I um, like it. Good
0: reference. Yeah, I don't... I, I, I wish them well but i just don't know if there's a, a market you know because mm. we, we seem to be I, I get that we are going for niche in terms of you know um and i'll, I'll use the example of um uh, heartbreaker uh which does you know great boilermakers is, is kind of their their thing to get you in but then they also do all you know uh, specialist you know whiskies and gins and that sort of thing but that's that's their thing uh Eau de V, same thing it's it's if you want really good old-fashioned cocktails um you know served in that kind of of speakeasy environment well oh, that's your thing what I think you're going to need something other than oh by the way there's no alcohol in our in any of our products mm-hmm. to to get people in and I, and I yeah. say that too because uh, say so best of british luck to them but the first thing I noticed when sober first released was the the price the retail price of a, a slab for a, and that was at, at the time i think was probably the, the first non-alcoholic and mm-hmm. I thought, yep. gee, for non alcoholic, that's like it, it was over what you'd pay for a lot of, uh, you know, full strength, um, you know, 5% yeah, uh, pale ale sort of thing. There's probably also now a lot more competition in the market. You've got your Carlton Zeros, you've got your, you know, Weinstein uh, and So yeah. people have now got a, a price comparison point. Um, it just seems that it, I would have said it's, yeah, it's an interesting strategy because they, they would have the opportunity surely they could get in, get their products into a hundred other bars rather than having to open a bar. Because, yeah, because and you can you'd fit hope one it would be non- focused on
1: food or something like that as opposed to the – but then – Maybe there's more to yeah. it. Yeah. Well, this is it. It's And this is We're the sure thing. It's see. very early stages on this one. They have not submitted anywhere. They've not found a location. They're, doing, they're hoping to be open for the end of the year, but – Given our knowledge of planning and location finding for brews and planning, that is very ambitious. Um, but, yeah, absolutely wish them luck. Um, I think they're a great brand and they are really genuine people. Um, but, yeah, it's a tricky one. It's a hard one. It's a hard line to walk that.
0: And, Claire, you said that, that was uh, the plans are for the brew pub to be on the Gold Coast, but no Coast. specific.
1: Um, Miami, kind of area i believe. What's in what's in the water in the Gold
0: Coast oh, because our last story hit us with one more one. Yeah.
1: Lovely. Which I'm very excited about actually. Um so annalise and Jimmy who own and run madoc Brewing Co. lovely Belgians. Uh so they do Belgian beers. Um they've been brewing out of and this is like the homebrewers dream. They've been brewing out of their garage and operating a tasting room out of their garage. Um, for like at least three years now they've set up businesses before um, they know what they're doing they're really savvy people um, and they make great beer and they have submitted plans to the Gold Coast Council uh, to have their own brew pub now so that is in the works it's happening Um, we're really excited for them and yeah congrats guys Uh, it was a what a journey they had to get their um, permanent residency before they could even think about opening brewery as well because as a temporary resident you are aren't allowed to have more than one house or premise or anything under your name. So they had to wait until they could get full permanent residency before they could even think about doing this. Uh, so, yeah, crazy times. Good on them.
0: Yeah, good luck to them. And because as Matt often will, uh I, I will say that Matt, you know, discovered them in their, in their garage. <laughs> but also, Matt, the, oh. um, I think Annalise's uh, comment about living in Australia
1: what did she uh, yeah, say well, about living oh, in Australia? Uh,
0: actually, yeah, so,
2: I mean, look, I, I, I <laughs> oh, sorry, won't being, call being in him Australia. out because I don't, I, I'm sure it'd be okay, but it was actually uh, somebody, and this is something that might surprise a lot of our listeners, um, it was somebody who is a sales rep for a craft brand within one of the big breweries who, you know, I sort of uh, get on very well with. And he said, oh, mate, you need to check these guys out. They're awesome. Met him down there. He took me down there. So he introduced. So I've got absolutely no. But
1: that's how they've grown, isn't it? Word of mouth. Spotted. Then They're lovely people.
2: And so, yeah, so it was actually, uh, you know, a big brewer. So everyone who says, oh, yeah, big brewers want to shit on everyone. (laughs) Um, Absolutely, you know. No, fine, this is what goes on, That's and uh, but I, I don't want Been to get him in trouble it. with, you know, his corporate overlords. <laughs> in case you know there is someone in the business that does consider these things. That's it. But yeah, no, and and for those who heard the Christmas podcast, and I sort mm. of recounted, um, you know, the, yes. the first time I met them, and I was talking to uh, Jimmy and Annalise, and you know, Annalise was a, a Australian exchange student um, when she was at school, and she just said it so delightfully with a, um, you know. Her Belgian twiring, accent, yeah. um, You know, once you have set a foot in Australia, you never get that foot back. Um, and it was just such a lovely thing to say. So she'd always wanted to come back. And then Jimmy, who was an engineer, used to make things that you know he used to have said you'd, you'd be proud of your work. And then they would put it in a cupboard, um, you know, <laughs> and uh, that was his job. But when you make beer, you see the experience of somebody enjoying and appreciating it. And uh, you know, and I'd said that on the Christmas special, and Annalise who is probably listening. Thank you, Annalise. Hello. Um, and that's not why I didn't realise that they were even listeners. But she texted me after she'd heard that, sort of just sort of saying, oh, thank you so much for saying that. But
1: Oh, yeah, because Neil's um, going to be part of the business going forward. Old Pops. Um, good on him. He's going to help out with the brewing and everything like that. And he mentioned that he was... Um, talking to Annalise and Jimmy before at the Christmas Eve Eve special, um, so yeah, great, great little project, um, and all the best to those as well.
0: And Jimmy too, obviously, will will have the advantage that that mechanical engineering bent, um, and, and like you said, Matt, it, it fits beautifully. Like there isn't a, a, an inch of wasted space, um, and every every inch of space is used beautifully um and, and that's obviously going to, you know when they get their brew pub it'll, it'll be the, the same sort of thing um i'm guessing though that the one thing that jimmy would not need to design would be a shrink sleeving machine because a lot of um <laughs> brewers will say to us uh, and to other random people you know oh, i'd love to get a shrink sleeving machine but you know but where do i get one from and and um where would i put it in my brewery just don't have room well the guys at Relling's label stickers and packaging are not able to supply just labels for your cans but you don't need a shrink sleeving machine the cans come to your door, palletised, ready to fill, nothing more to do. You can also get blank cartons, you can get can trays, tap decals, barcodes, shrink sleeves, already applied to empty beer cans, uh, ready for filling, if that's your thing. Um, give them a call on 1300 852 235 to discuss further. Seamless. Uh, is that all the news?
1: It is. Yeah, go well, down, we it yeah, well done, Claire. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Busy this week.
0: So now we shall jump elbow deep into the mailbag. Don't forget, you some uh, subscribe. Uh, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, or um, if Facebook ever um, comes back up again and lets us back in, you can leave us a comment or something like that. Uh, it costs nothing, and it helps other people um, who would who you think would like the podcast uh, to discover it, which is always what we like doing. Um, you can also review us on iTunes. Send us an email, and you will be in the draw for the letter of the week. And the letter writers will receive a blue bakes cookie and a dog bone bar blade, thanks to our good friends at Thirsty Merchants. Um, you can. He says, reading the script. Also, join our Facebook group. Or can you?
1: You can uh, now. Yeah, you, you can do the Facebook group.
0: You just won't see group. anything. Um, just search <laughs> Radio Bruise News anything. and use the password Zuckerberg is a bastard. I'm a, Sorry, soapbox.
1: But <laughs> points if you say Zuckerberg is a bastard.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you automatic admin privileges. <laughs> <laughs> I That'll learn you. Uh, Daniel Ridd on the email.
2: Uh, actually this yeah this was a great email Um, something for your zero alcohol case study forget the novelisation no (laughs) we love a good we we love love a good (laughs) novelisation yeah um, wait till you get to below the fold Um, (laughs) yeah I was at the local BWS the other day inspecting the craft beer fridge. I'll, I'll summarise it a little bit. Um, uh, when a couple of guys st- stood next to me uh, looking also, they seemed to fit the stereotype for mainstream beer drinkers. High beers clearly working outside. It was just after 5pm and I'd expect they'd just finished work and they were there for some knockoffs. I'm pretty sure I heard one say, where are the normal beers? I felt myself smirk as they validated my expectation. Um, off they ventured to the cool room. When they came out, one was holding what I thought was a six-pack of naught. I wasn't 100% sure, so I quickly grabbed what I wanted and followed them. Um, and he then recounts how he went through that. Do I ask them or do I, you know, do, do I you know, sidle up
0: to them or do I look like a crazy stalker? <laughs> at, at what point does genuine interest become stalking? And
2: <laughs> uh, This is a story that I've uh, dined on... Uh, doing the same thing for years. So I know exactly, so it's great to see Daniels doing this and taking that sort of interest. Anyway, he bumped into the guy outside um, and introduced himself as a beer writer and asked him about the beer he bought. He immediately and very kindly offered me one. Now, if you were sidled oh up to... Oh, my
1: God, and I would be like, don't you dare, this is expensive beer. <laughs> if you sidled <laughs> don't up don't to a, to a guy
2: who's just bought a carton of wine and stuff, said, oh, what have you bought there? He's not going to go, oh, mate, <laughs> have one. That's what <laughs> we love world. about beer. Yeah, anyway, um, so he offered me one. Uh, I, I, I declined saying I'd had it before and explained I was interested in why he chose zero-alcohol beer. Part of me was still expecting him to realise he'd made a mistake. Um, Uh, When you've got to work the next day, you want something light, he said. Uh, most of those other beers are too heavy I thanked him and let him go uh, about my business uh, had I not been so nervous I would have discussed it more oh, um, I so <laughs> so love funny. Daniel Rid uh, I'll know for next time there was also a lesson for me about not judging book by its cover thinking mm-hmm. back to normal beers comment it seems these guys were not craft beer drinkers and yet one of them chose a hero alcohol yeah look I'd, and I that's find cool. that, that that's all of our um, you know all of our little drops of case studies of one form the river of the beer market um, and you know if there are enough of these drops, it'll actually be something that that goes on. And uh, yeah, hang on, so, so thank I'm you. Just, hang on, i have got to up. What's that?
0: Just, I'm writing that one down. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is because the thing is, if you get enough drops together, you will end up with water um, to create enough water to create a tide, which would then float all boats.
2: <laughs> 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 it, it, works it beautifully. It, right? Exactly. Oh, well we done. Go. This there is we why go. we are a team. Exactly.
0: <laughs> Because we do it your way, um, I'd be keen. <laughs> I'd be keen to know from Daniel whether, because the way I read it was, I wanted. You know, you want something lighter. Now I'm assuming I was assuming that because for me, naught is one of the uh, lighter, lighter bodied and lighter flavoured uh, zero alcohol beers. I find some of them uh, are a lot more hoppy, so I wonder whether he was comparing it to full strength beer and, and wanting something lighter or two different types of non-alcoholic beer and he had to go looking for the, the craft, you know, the hidden craft one because he, he tried the Carlton zero or whatever and found them a bit too, you know, heavy flavor wise. But anyway, I um I, th- I have a feeling uh, it's Ballarat Beer Festival this week, which uh, this weekend, which thank goodness is uh, able to go ahead now after a bit of a tightly puckered sphincter. And um, Daniel, I believe, has got tickets, so hopefully, I'll catch up with Daniel. I'll um I'll uh, I'll ask him.
1: Fantastic, please
0: do. Yeah, one for all of us from Matt Hennessy, Claire. Oh,
1: um, Matt says hi, Matt, Pete, and Claire. It's been a while since I've checked in. I'm still brewing away in Ontario at Collective Arts. The podcasts are excellent for staying up to date with the industry at home. I particularly enjoyed the chat about re-fermenting and exploding candles this week, given the sudden rise of smoothie beers over here. Oh, I've seen them. And look grim. Um, the pictures on Canadian social media of fruit explosions are not few and far between. Admittedly, I've brewed one of these beers, but it can in fact sit on a shelf without exploding. I know, that probably means it's only two-star worthy unta- untapped, right? If by chance you end up doing a t-shirt run of... I only drink beer if it, there's a risk of it exploding. Or if there's no danger of exploding, is it even craft beer shirts? I'll be the first in line. I'm sure my folks would mail it to me. Let's just pray that slime beer never makes it to the shores of Australia. Yes, you can Slime keep beer? You can keep that one.
0: What's, what, so what's the smoothie on? I've missed.
1: It, I haven't looked into it a lot, but it just looks like really thick. Re- loads of fruit added. Loads of like It's just... Well, oh, it just looks grim. It does not like a smoothie.
0: Right. Okay, so it's, it, is, have we um, gone one step beyond milkshake to get um, to smoothie?
1: I reckon they're quite similar, actually. I don't I think it's just a good branding exercise calling it a yeah. smoothie beer. Yep. I'm, yeah, fair. And look,
0: I'm all for, you know, anything that attracts people's interest in um the general category of beer, yeah. uh, I'm I'm all for.
1: I mean I'll give it a go. Oh, yeah. Just completely poo-poo it.
0: But anyway, we shall uh, we shall let Matt uh, get back to. Um, no, no, Matt,
1: you, you got he, my full attention. Sorry, to,
2: it's just since i posted. No, I'm listening. Oh, or okay. did you just throw to me and I wasn't here? Yeah. Oh, did you? Oh, sorry, sorry, I'm um, I'm here. Sorry, I was just. Uh, I, I I actually think people are going to appreciate a uh, like a less Matt, more filling. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I'll I'll start again. That email was from matt hennessy who will now be able to go back to work if he so chooses because that's the end of mailbag and the end of the show if you need to go back to work so to Matt Hennessy and to all other people called Matt, <laughs> um, <laughs> you can now get back to work or stop your jogging, whatever it is. Oh, a shout out to uh, Beardiva, Kiralee Waldhorn, who has started listening to our podcast and uh, enjoys uh, her morning exercise uh, listening to podcasts because she's had a bit more time, obviously, with COVID to listen. So she's joined in. Um, and a shout out to, to Mick Hulse, who's the same, who's um, found that uh, discovered us during an, uh, during lockdown. Cool. So if you need to go back to work, or your, you know, uh, other leisure activities, off you go. Thanks very much, Matt, and thanks very much, Claire.
1: Cheers, Pete.
0: And we're out, but now we're back <laughs> with Below the Fold.
1: Below the Fold.
2: No, sorry, and, and I'll I just explain where I've been when you were, when you were throwing to me yeah, because well, just because I've posted, like, there's a million, um, I'm getting a million texts and emails and things from Um, people just checking in that we're okay. You know, breaking uh, news, Matt. (laughs) Well, only because I I guess. Um, shout out to the beer healer, Chris
0: Leikenenko. He's uh, he's been
2: busy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, so he's been great, and Corey Crooks. Um, and you know, I I think because when I logged on to Facebook this morning, I'd seen that Crafty had obviously anticipated that they may get caught up in it, so he'd announced that they were going to a weekly to to a daily um, podcast and. you're doing yeah, a podcast. Uh, sorry, daily email. Sorry, I'm oh. sorry. I'll, I'll give you my full attention. Um, <laughs> and, you know, and they and then we sharing it, and um, it just wasn't something. As I said, you know, like Facebook was never a big thing for us, so I didn't really give it much thought. But obviously, um, <laughs> now that we've been taken down and people can't access us, um, the the perceptions probably. Oh God, you know, that's got to be hurting them. Um, so it, it's, it's lovely to be thought of um, that way, and so I've just been responding to all of those people, reassuring them that we're fine.
1: Facebook thinks they're so important, though. No, that's what this sort of says to me. Like oh, look, we what? we can do whatever we want with all your news content, and everyone's like, "Well, welcome to the internet." We well, can if go they're go taking elsewhere.
2: Queensland Health <laughs> off, you know, <gasps> don't, in a don't, pandemic, don't, as I said, they're just going to be the backlash. It just and, yeah, it, and yeah. it it just proves the problem with they're an unregulated, yeah. All of the arguments that Facebook have about we don't want to regulate is basically we don't want to be taxed. You know, we we, mm. we don't want to be. We want to be s- by um, democracy, but we also <laughs> don't want to have the put the cost in that curated content um, requires um, because that's. The, that's essentially that would affect killing. their bottom line, yeah. they don't like that. Well, and, and and but that's also what's killing news sources is that news is expensive to gather, mm-hmm. um, and
1: and Facebook benefits from the work that we and oh, look, publications we across the world. We benefit from do. Facebook.
2: Don't get me wrong. Yeah, like, yeah, Facebook doesn't take a cent away from us. Um, you know, I can understand why Murdoch and people like that, but their businesses once classifieds went, their businesses were screwed anyway. But you know it. It, it, it's just one of the reasons I never wanted to be beholden to Facebook or any other site for our traffic and wanted to engage directly with our audience through the email because nobody can take that away from us except for the person who wants our content. Mm-hmm. And if our content is garbage, they will unsubscribe. Best metric, that best business model you can ever have. Mm-hmm. Um and, and, or they won't open it, and we can see that very, very clearly. Um, but, you know, like all, all of this stuff that goes on, it, you know, it's kind of like this maelstrom that we're vaguely caught up with. I'm vaguely flattered that you know, we're regarded uh, in the same way as you know, News Corp.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I think we pay more good. tax than they
2: do. Uh, by far. <laughs> so, yeah, so... Um, to just a, yeah, genuine thanks to all of the people um, who have been commenting and uh, things like that because it is um, you know like it, it, it that's what's really gratifying is saying seeing that people actually care about whether they can get our news
0: or not.
1: Yeah, it's lovely. Yeah, well done everyone. Yeah, there you go. Good stuff. Now, did you two have anything you wanted to have a rant about? What's been on the menu um,
2: this week? Well, I, I, while I'm talking about our approach to things, because it, you know there was a bit of a discussion on the the, the group last week. About the exploding cans thing, and it, it was an interesting discussion, that, and, and I've reflected on it a lot um, because you know it, it does raise some in- interesting issues, and I, I think you know recalls aren't the metric for how important um, the issue is to the Australian industry, um, in, in my view, um, because by the time recalls actually become an issue the government is actually going to regulate. And the thing that prompted the story last week was a good beer hunting story, which is a very big news, um, very influential news site that was reporting on a significant American issue um, where some of the products that are exploding are more fully developed than they are down here. And as we know, um, you know, as I say, if America sneezes, we catch a cold or, you know, America is often first to the trends and things like that. And if something is happening in America, whether it was seltzers 18 months, two years ago, and we started talking about it and upsetting people because the seltzers aren't here yet. You go, well, that's the point. They're not Mm. here yet, but we are going to see them. Um, And... Yeah, so, but, but at the same time, I've reflected because we, we do hear a lot from retailers or bar owners or people where it's a significant enough issue that they're commenting about it. They're talking about it in, for want of a better word, the back end of the industry. Um, and we are an industry podcast. And so we talk about issues that are, and, you know, we were a bit dismissive of it because I come from it. From a place that, I am sorry, be, you know, food shouldn't explode. Um, shouldn't be
1: dangerous.
2: And the the fact that businesses successfully recall a product, you know, and and do the recall process well, just means that they're good, handy with a mop um, and the sanitizer after the you know milk's been spilt, um, kind of thing. And, yeah. and 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 that that was where that coverage came from and the tone of the coverage which is what i've reflected on because we were pretty glib but you know that does come from the fact that the comments that we were reading out on some of those you know brewing professional groups and th- these were groups that are um you know a little bit like our facebook group you have to apply and be admitted to it and so they're presumably heavily influenced you know heavily populated by brewing industry professionals and when you've got people who see themselves as the brewing industry seriously asking questions, oh, has anyone actually been hurt by this? I've only seen people whose you know, clothes have been messed up. Um, then that's an issue that it warrants derision, um, in, 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 in my view. And particularly, you know, we... we
0: we're an industry podcast talking to the industry. And, Matt, just on that too, you, you bring up a really interesting point that it's one thing to be and an embrace, you know, a, a cavalier attitude to labelling or, you know, skirting the edges of, of, of IP and trademark infringement, that sort of thing, to, to create your funky um, brand label or, you know, whatever it might be. But when we start getting cavalier about the the, the physical quality of the of the product i think yeah we've we've gone way too far and and it must be stamped out
2: exactly because and the derision comes from if you accept it if there is a level of acceptance for that problem then there is you know you you need to set what the base level is and for for, for me people who accept well, you know, a safe
0: product should at least be <laughs> that, that's 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 a baseline, isn't it? Yeah. And, 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 <laughs> and think, to, we shouldn't we should have to like. put brackets not exploding generally. <laughs> or
2: keep refrigerated, <laughs> you know, keep refrigerated so it doesn't go off is different from keep refrigerated so it doesn't explode. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, the the story that actually prompted the conversation last you know the you know that fed into it there was the good beer hunting there was um, that story where you know essentially personal protective gear was recommended as part of the recall. We haven't had those that yet here in Australia, but we also haven't had the level of the caliber of you know of the quality of products that are having and you know as soon as something becomes huge in a market, everyone there's a pressure for everyone to start doing it. And the, the, the post that we were discussing last week was showing, you know, businesses, you know, there was a trend that is huge in the US, there were businesses that weren't equipped to make those products using that as an excuse for them still making those products but we might have some issues with it and that you know but that's like
0: saying we wanted to open an ice cream shop we didn't have freezers but we're still going to produce ice cream
2: yeah oh yeah exactly and you know sure you might get a cup of cream but you know you have to accept that because you know ice creams are really cool and but we can't keep it cold and, and and that's yeah, um, the the thing. So look, you know, I understand. Like I understand the sensitivity around that, and I certainly don't want to didn't want to offend anybody. Um, but it it you know, if, if that's not an important issue, and and also, then um, the, the the observation was made that well, we, I'm not seeing that reflected in the news, um, and we have to decide. You know, recalls. There is an interest in covering those because it's broadening. Um, the reach of, a, of, a, of a, an important story, where the thing's been recorded, we have to ask ourselves whenever we hear of a can exploding. You know, how isolated is it? Is it? Um, you know, there, there was one in one of the, um, again, last Christmas in one of the um, advent calendars. There was a a product that was, but my understanding is it wasn't actually recalled. We didn't cover that because there's an element of, you know. I, I, are you hurting an individual business, an individual small business, mm-hmm. if you hold, if you highlight them? And it, you know, th- th- these are things that when, it, when, whenever we look at our news coverage, we have to sort of start. You know, will this do more damage than good? Is there a broader and w- th- the way that we decided to deal with all of the small ones that we had heard of was to talk about it as an industry issue mm-hmm. rather than calling. And so, yeah, so we're not going to report on every individual case that we hear of because that's not fair to a very small brewery. Um, sometimes. Um, and sometimes it, it becomes an industry trend story, just like we don't, you know, the first brewery to put their beer in cans, that was a story. The second to the seventh became a bit of a trend story. When we get a media release about a brewery putting their beer in cans, it doesn't even warrant, you know, we don't even mention it. Um, it we just sort of talk about cans in the background. So, anyway, that, that was just a little bit of added explanation ar- ar- around that because I, I, I did, I, I've reflected um, a lot. Uh, you know, on how we cover those things and why we do it, and uh,
0: what we should do, as, as we do with all of the feedback that we get. Yeah, exactly. No, well said. Cool. Beautifully done. Um, now, before uh, when people still had access to Facebook, now <laughs> the- <laughs> if you're in the in the Radio Brews News Facebook group, that's that's a community, isn't it? So is that?
2: Yeah, that's different.
0: That's so, different. So, so, yeah. But, but again, like, so, so-, so we So our listeners can still engage in our in our. Bru- ra- Bru- uh, radio, yeah. radio Bruise News Facebook group, just yeah. not the Bruise News or Australian Bruise News. Yeah.
1: And you yeah. can't post Basically, any get... news articles from us can't to you? that. I wonder. Well, we'll have well, to see. Well, we haven't got any. Well, but, doesn't, they don't pop up.
2: But we can post the link directly into the group, I'd imagine.
1: That well, surely defeats well, we'll the object yeah. but that's yeah. Facebook banning. But the the, the reason, reason I brought that up is because, because... I've already
2: had people text us to say, why don't you change your... Website, you know, from news and to, <laughs> to noise. Um, no, no, to society. They say, you know, so we're in the same category as Crafty. We're a news website, you know, <laughs> you know and it, it, it's not an issue, you know. If, if if we can't use Facebook, or if Facebook is going to regularly do this, pull this sort of stunt, or if you know Twitter is yeah. going to do it, or whatever,
1: we're all just going to move we're off. We're just going to keep doing move what well, we're going to do. Yeah, it doesn't. This would have had us. much more impact. Five to ten years ago, when Facebook actually had a monopoly on had, things like that, well,
2: no, it, I mean, it would again. Like I might, it wouldn't have hurt us. Yeah, oh, sorry, yes, it would have had a bigger impact for for some sides, mm.
0: not for us.
1: Yeah, agreed. Yep.
0: The reason I brought that up was because uh, one piece that did get quite, I don't know whether it was news or it was just just an interesting article, um, was the world's oldest brewery discovered in Europe. uh, In in Egypt, Egypt,
1: Egypt. yeah, in Egypt. (laughs) This one's been doing the rounds and I thought it was brilliant. They are loving it. And interestingly enough, everyone, um, apparently the Egyptian authorities are talking about it, trying to encourage everyone to talk about it because it's a tourist trap to sort of bring tourists back to Egypt after a few rough years of um, minimal oh, tourists. Look, and I then would love COVID to go and to and Egypt. Egypt's on my bucket I list. I've like I've been. Did I tell you I've been? No, you didn't. It was amazing. It was really good. I was a grumpy teenager, though. I didn't appreciate it. Oh, you were being dragged around by your parents. I was being dragged around by my <laughs> parents. Oh,
2: Jesus. I I, can, I, it, I know what you're like now. I I'd, God, imagine being dragged around a place you didn't want to be as a teenager.
1: You wouldn't have been able to cope. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) They barely did. Um, And they've had me for nearly 30 years now. Um, But, no, it was really interesting, especially considering now we're talking about breweries in Australia as tourist industry uh, traps. And, yeah, apparently we've been doing that. For centuries, so well done, and
0: well done, and a big pat on the back to all of our listeners who I think pretty much got every single wordplay, pun, and dad gag that they could around. Um, uh, you know, the, uh, that brewery did a crowdfunding. It was the original. <laughs> theme, um, which i think came from. I think Andrew uh, Andre Sommatino. I think maybe had that yeah, one. Great. I thought that was, that was a classic. But yeah, they, they were they were all there. It was great. Love it, brilliant. So yeah, so well done, brilliant. well done to you all. Um, no alcohol beer mm. has more than doubled in sales mm-hmm. just at Dan Murphy's and BWS. Yeah. That's that's an interesting one for me because that because we are now as we said Matt, uh, you know, oh, it's 500% increase but coming off a very small base. Mm-hmm. Um, more than doubled in sales now that I think particularly for Dan Murphy's and BWS, non-alcoholic beer would be a, a, a coming off a larger base now. So is this kind of? A, so. I would
1: think well, so. Well,
0: is it? It's not quite exponential growth, no, but it's no. certainly. Is it? Do we have to sit up and take notice?
2: Oh mate, we've been talking about low alcohol. Like, we've mm. sat up and take take notice, and I do worry sometimes that when when we sort of say, but consider this, that it sounds like we're saying that you know alcohol is different. We're exploring the issue, um, and you ask questions to explore the issue. Um, mainstream media. Um, is writing all of these stories about this exploding category, knowing nothing about it, that's largely based on a media release. Or in the case of the Dan Murphy's one, Claire asked questions um, of... Was it Dan Murphy's that we asked the Mm -hmm. questions of? Um, and then suddenly they issued a media release. You know, and oh, rather than yeah, give us the was, answer to yeah, the questions, It was Dan
1: Murphy's and VWS. We were yeah. talking about hazies and like how hazies have come up and all this kind of stuff. And I was like, Do you have any statistics on it? Oh, not sure, not really. No. Suddenly the lady. No. Uh, Two weeks later. Uh,
2: she goes, Oh, wow, we've got statistics. These are really newsworthy. Are and so it <laughs> issued a media release. Oh, that we, So we read f- about f- our <laughs> inquiry <laughs> in the media release. And, and and that's what we do. Like, that's, oh, that's what we do. Should have given us at least uh,
1: a credit on that. Yeah. For the idea, yeah.
2: So, yeah, that's um, where where we try and understand what the industry is, um, rather than just go, "Isn't this zero alcohol beer?" You know, mm-hmm. who's drinking it? Why are you drinking it? This is my experience, or this is, as Daniel said, this is an experience that we've heard. And is there more to it than this? Yeah. Um, so anyway, so to answer your question, Pete, I still don't know. Um, speaking to people um, who are privy to data that I'm not in The big retailers they are really bullish about zero alcohol beer, um, but I also know that anytime you've got a commercial interest, your commercial interest is also to be bullish about
0: things yeah. that and to are push that yeah.
1: and to stock yep. it more and do all these things will inevitably push up those numbers. Um, but interestingly, I did ask Clinton uh, Schultz at Uh, sober this exact question like how's it been Uh, what do you see competition like um how's it been over covid people are talking about people obviously drinking more um have you found that all this kind of stuff and he was like actually um covid has kind of prompted this um to accelerate this growth in no alcohol because people are more concerned about health and wellness they're more concerned about what they're putting in their bodies um and he also said interestingly that um, and we've obviously spoken about around and about this before that somebody who might n- not normally have a non-alcoholic beer at the bar with their mates is now at home. So they're not worried about getting bullied by their mates for having a no- non-alcoholic beer. They're like, oh, well, you can't see me. I can do whatever I want and give it a go and actually try it. And then <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, it's secretly it's and they're <laughs> in the houses, in the cupboard.
2: <laughs> it, 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 it's like when uh, Shades oh. of Grey came out and everyone was putting a different dust jacket on it. <laughs> so they
1: Did you read 50 Shades of <laughs> Grey? No, but I'm so I'm
2: told that's <laughs> oh, what people here
1: did. We go. Okay, okay. Yeah. Um, I, well,
2: actually, th- there's another business idea to our, anyone that wants to do it. Create a zero alcohol beer, but call it like elephant strong tusk, you know, <laughs> rip <laughs> your paint stripper beer. Um, so all of your mates think that you're a uh, crocodile bite. Ball. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Oh, good one. Like that. Battery acid. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, crocodile bite would also be a good beer for for Madoc because that would um, kind of reinforce that, you know, once you put a foot in Australia, you never get that foot back.
1: That's it. Thank okay. you. Ah.
0: Uh-huh. Yeah, crocodile, crocodile bite, yeah. yeah. Anyway, <laughs> I, 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 knew, I saw where you were. We anyway. got
1: it,
0: You know what to do, Joe. <laughs> no, <that> was, <laughs> no, we're not to laugh, laugh track. it. That's that's what what was I okay. That was just um, a dad joke, yeah. You know? Yeah. 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 It. Um, it just it just, it just good to me. I, I wonder, too, based now off the back of that, Matt, uh, um, trying it at home and all that sort of thing, that's fine. Do you think though that the increase is also due to perhaps some people using taking their AFD and saying, "Well, I'll have an alcohol-free beer on my AFDs," or is it people who are I never really like beer, but if it's there's, there's a non-alcoholic version, I'll try it? So, as I say, where where are their sales coming from? Are, are they soft drinkers? Are they uh, mm-hmm. cider or? Um, I don't know seltzer drinkers or I, I, what, what do you guys I, think
2: I, I don't know that's the thing I you know mean. like I, I just can't find myself Like I can again I can see Claire's point of trialling it at home or, mm-hmm. or um, uh, Sober's point of trialling it at home but I, I just feel like I'm drinking soft drink mm. um, when I'm at home so and, and I don't like I'll drink soda water um, rather than drink um, soft drink because of the, the of the sugars, because you become conscious of yep, killers and stuff like that, um, yep. and w- which is why. Hot, have I sent you some hot water yet, Pete? No, no, no I'll, mate, I'll, oh, I'll, uh, we need. I've got your um, recorder. So this
0: is a bit of. <laughs> yeah, but it's definitely below the fold. I think, with, I think it's with my my Yeti swag, with my uh, Zoom recorder. And oh, well, I've got you a Zoom recorder um, packaged up.
2: I'll uh, I'll send you a couple of care packages, including hot water. Now, and can you do send not me down a, a, a dog bone it.
0: bar blade from um, our good friends at Thirsty Merchants, which will be coming this week? So yeah, but um,
2: yeah, look, I I, I don't know, and, and and that's where I was asking the question about you know zero alcohol beer, like a hundred percent. Was it hundred percent increase, or double? More than double, more um, than double, but we're still seeing every news agent. You know, like the AFR wrote about it. You know, all of these people, which is sparking interest. And I would argue, like, I, sorry, I would. The question I want answered are. Are we still in the trial phase where just having more people try it the first time mm-hmm. can give you that growth? Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, yeah. The, and they don't, but they don't end, don't end up becoming consistent. Will they go back or sustained? Or if they go, they try naught and then they try love all and then they mm-hmm. try Heineken zero and then mm-hmm. they try, you know, so there's one person buying four beers, but none of them are to their liking and yet they've tried, you know, they're working them through the range to see if they can find one that meets the hype that they've read about. Yeah. I look. I, I don't know. I don't see the data, the sales data. But that's a question that I need answered for myself before I go. Well, you know, a hundred percent increase or a doubling is substantial because there is so much talk about it that it's a new and it's a new thing. Um, it would just be like if cars were suddenly invented today and you know everyone was on bicycles and suddenly we've got a car. Um, Everyone's going to give that car a try. Um, but mm-hmm. does that mean that cars are going to take
0: off? No, because they're not planes. <laughs> History <laughs> has shown that cars did, in fact, take off, listeners. Well, they did. Yeah,
2: no, but I did, you
0: know, like it wasn't a right. analogy. Not <laughs> like aeroplanes, but obviously not to the same extent. But um, hey, listen, is that uh, about a wrap? Do you oh, reckon? I think that's a wrap? I think,
1: wrap. I yeah. think we've done pretty well. Do the job. yeah.
0: Yeah, excellent. Uh, thank you very much to Cryomalt, to Relling's label stickers and packaging, and to our good friends at Thirsty Merchants uh, for making all of this possible. Um, thank you all for your support, particularly the live support that has come through um, for those who are still able to um, post on our other uh, Facebook channels that are not news, um, the noise side, not the news side. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you very much for your support. It, it is it is nice, that that um, and it does show that there is some value in what we do, Matt, I, I, I've always thought there has it's
2: been, but it it's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's an affirmation of what so we Yes,
0: exactly. So, thank you very much to uh, to all our supporters, and uh, thank you uh, to. Uh, I'll give a special shout out to to all of the brewers, uh, particularly those who, through uh, various lockdowns and that sort of thing, have had to, uh, you know, change tack and pivot and um, you know all all the rest of the stuff. Um, hospitality, all that sort of thing, uh, keep your heads up and keep making the beer that uh, gives us something to talk about, if if for no other reason than it gives us something to, to talk about. So thanks very much. Uh, Matt, Claire, enjoy your week. You too, Pete. You too. Enjoy your freedom.
1: Yeah. Nice.
0: Yeah, well, first time out. Like this that. is this will be my first time uh, out, uh, first beer festival. Um, now I of course, because you're – Bendigo Craft Beer Festival yeah. was the last one, which was the 23rd of March last year. It was oh the Sunday before the lockdown started, so we were able to go ahead with that. Um, everything else, 100% of um, wow. my involvements have been cancelled uh, since then. So Ballarat Beer Festival uh, this weekend um, will Are be the, the first – First first one back. Oh, and you won't now be in Queensland? I won't. No, unfortunately. Um, Anastasia, perhaps you better stay away, yeah, um, <laughs> has <laughs> decided that, uh, yeah, well, it, it, there's a risk that, uh, a, a risk just not worth taking, unfortunately. Mm. Um, do I have to quarantine? Because I come from, uh, what is it? Central Melbourne or Greater Melbourne, whatever the, the terminology is, I've got to... Uh, just, yeah, look, nobody's going to pay for me to isolate for an extra fourteen days to do you know three days of the uh, Queensland Beer Award. So it's in good hands. I'm sure you know I've trained them well.
2: Mate, um, you could um, have mm.
0: isolated at my place uh, in the Pilsner Suite.
1: Well, I could <laughs> have. Yeah, I but then I'd, would I'd, also have had to,
2: dusted. I'd clean the
0: sheets. You know, not that they need. I, I the bet Claire place. and I bet Claire and Sam would have been happy because you would have had to stay with me because you know <laughs> you <would have laughs> we'll had, had free to isolate as well. Uh, but no, thank you very much for the offer. Uh, and yeah, look, it was just uh, no, no, I can't do that to the family. You know, we've had, we've been through enough this mm-hmm. this last. Uh, Did anyone twice. ask for family? <laughs> yeah, that's right. So why, won't somebody think of the children? <laughs> anyway, thanks very much. Uh, drink fresh, drink local. Look after yourselves and each other, and wash your damn hands. I'm Pete Mitchum. It's been a pleasure hosting this episode of Bruges News Week, and we'll see you all next week. And we're out. Finally, you can tell us what you think about what's going on in the beer industry by emailing us at producer at All letters received will receive in return, as by way of thanks, a Brews News bottle opener. We love hearing your thoughts on the stories we cover because, as you may have heard, beer is a conversation.